Hey, let me ask you a question. Okay. You ready to get your shine box, kid? You know what? <laughs> your shine box? I'm about ready. What? I'm about ready. <laughs> do you know what a shine box is? I, I'll need to do some research. <laughs> back to the podcast. <laughs> Sorry, that was a joke. Was it funny? Did I lose air? Did I lose enough air on that take? Abram? Y- yeah. <laughs> okay, fine. I'm just asking. That's a good intro. Yeah, well, that's what I do. What do you expect? Welcome back to the podcast. Uh, yeah, it's the same uh, old crew, you know, a little bit messed up on the Discord channel. That's what we do to podcast through, just in case you were curious. Sometimes through Discord, sometimes through Zoom. Sometimes we send a homing pigeon out just to get a message through. You know what I'm saying? So, here we go. Abram. This is the best start I've ever heard. Abram Jones. What's up, brother? Um, I'm all right. How you doing? You good? Everything uh, well? Talk yeah, to me. Yeah, I'm okay. Talk to I'm me. Right. What's happening? Anything? Well, I'm breathing, so that's A number one. That's a start. That's a start. Mm-hmm. So, talk to me about this idea you've had. I'm interested. I'm going to go out on a limb here and take a guess and say you're talking about my podcast idea. I am so proud that you've had this idea and that you really want to move on it because I am in full support. 100%. Well, that. 100%. I'm in. I think it's a fantastic idea. I think that people will be into it, and you should do it. Well, I appreciate that vote of confidence. I mean, I hope people would be into it. I, I think it's kind of enjoyable to to sit here and talk. And it is. It there's is. There's always sort of an audience for someone. So, yeah. I mean, that's sort of where the thought began. Was I knew I I don't know. I feel like the 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 argument that I made for doing it was always that there was always something that uh, somebody would be interested in listening to, but the argument against it in my head was always that like there wasn't anything interesting for me to talk about. Right. So I don't know. I, I don't think it's going to be if I end up doing it how I want to do it. I don't think it's going to be for everybody for sure, but yeah, maybe not. I think just nailing down the tone is kind of the thing. That I will need to figure out. Oh yeah, I mean it, it's it's gonna take some time. You know, it, yeah. it took some time for me to get into a groove, and you know, I'm I'm only I'm only in season two right now, so I can't really say too much of anything. But you know, I'm, for what I've done, it's definitely exciting for me to continue and you know find new avenues of uh, entertainment and things to talk about, especially with what we're doing right now, you know, it's, it's not like we're going anywhere. We're doing anything. So might as well entertain ourselves. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. 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 I mean, and, and you know what, dude, you, for as long as I've known you, you've had a fantastic opinion on, on uh, the subject that you are well-versed in, obviously, and you're ready to talk about. And if it were me, I'd be tuning in every time 
you put something out. Yeah. For anyone who doesn't know, that topic of conversation is uh, which pasta is best. Yes. And if you go to Olive Garden, then you're not an Italian. But you are fat. So there you go. (laughs) By the way, Olive Garden, if you're listening, I love you. (laughs) You just gave him a glowing recommendation. You want to sponsor this podcast? I'm ready to take uh, recommendations and uh, suggestions. Abram will be joining me Mm-mm. with his shine box, hey. ready to shine shoes. You know what I'm saying? I'm not. I don't think I'm prepared to stand next to you during your ad reads where you go, sponsored <laughs> by Olive Garden. You're fat and non-Italian. Yeah. <laughs> if you're a fake Italian, you're an Italian light, okay? An Italian light. <laughs> Is that a new beer that we're coming out with from uh, Italy? Don't ask me. <laughs> I thought you were Italian. Are you Greek or Hispanic? Or, oh, no, you're Hawaiian. You're Hawaiian, right? Am I right on that? I mean, close enough. Okay, well, there you go. Perfect. Hawaiian. Yeah, the, middle, the, the middle of the Pacific Ocean versus the... the, the uh, never mind. <laughs> Hawaii is ready to cross over, okay? Yeah. <laughs> Well, we already crossed over apparently with pizza. You're right. <laughs> yeah, with a with a little pineapple and bacon. What are you trying to do here? You're putting a salad into me. diabetes. What are you doing? It makes me so angry. <sighs> I don't understand. I don't get it. You know I, what? The pizza. The pizza. What is it doing? Do you get it? Do I get what is quote unquote? It's a, a Hawaiian pizza. No, I don't. I okay. don't understand. Okay. Everybody who who likes it makes the argument that it's sweet and salty. Yeah. And uh, like Rocky Road ice cream. Yeah. Sorry. Are you hearing that? I what am. I am. All right. I well, figured. I, I figured know. it was one of your guys dropping off a supply. Yeah, that's what happened. <laughs> No, um, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Yeah, I don't. I don't know what the deal is with that uh, pizza situation. It's not Hawaiian. I'll tell you that. What it's is Hawaiian not. then? Explain, please. What's Hawaiian for the pizza? people who don't understand? You've been to Hawaii multiple times. I'm. I was born there. Right. So, what is a classic Hawaiian pizza? Go. It's. It's not just a. It's not. There's nothing. There's nothing cultural about pizza there. Pizza's not, like, a thing people eat there differently. Like, it's not like if you go to New York and you get New York pizza and then you go to Chicago, it's like, oh, Chicago deep dish is, like, a new thing. Yeah. It's not like if you go to Hawaii, there's going to be, like, here's our classic take on, like, on pizza. It's not really, like, they just, if you have pizza, it's usually probably from California Pizza Kitchen. Mm -hmm. Uh, And it's just pizza. Like, it's not... It's not anything crazy. It it's doesn't. Uh, it doesn't taste any different. No, I mean it's just it's just regular. You know, if you the the stuff that you eat in Hawaii is usually not like Italian style food anyway. There's a lot more like Japanese, Chinese, and like really just Asiatic. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I didn't know yeah, that. It's way way closer to like. Yeah, like Japanese and Chinese, because that's a huge place uh, for Chinese, Japanese people to vacation to. Ah. It's a big, like, Asian demographic in, in 
Hawaii. That's interesting. Because the only thing I knew about Hawaii was that there was a friend of mine. I've known him since kindergarten. And mm-hmm. he got stationed out to Hawaii, and he's there right now. And uh, he tells me he hates it because of just the imported stuff. He's like, milk costs $7 a gallon, and it takes forever it's to get. Really expensive. I'm yeah. like, holy cow, that's too bad. But hey, what are you going to yeah. do? You know what? You sacrifice for the beauty of where you live. That's true. I mean, where the naval base is there, I'm assuming he's stationed on the naval base. Yeah, because he was in yeah. uh, 29 Palms or 23 Palms or whatever it is. I can't remember the name of it. And then so that, he's stationed at the naval base in Honolulu or, I'm mean, sorry, Oahu. I'd but have, if he's stationed there, then that's a really beautiful area. Yeah. Um, but uh, the other there's other areas of Hawaii that are just, I mean, I don't know. It's a really weird sort of place to explain because you could be. You can go swimming out on Waikiki Beach, which is kind of like the biggest area to go swimming. It's like the tourist area to go swimming in Waik- in Waikiki area. Yeah. Um, you can be swimming on the beach, and you can look to the left. Like, looking back on the shore, you can look to the left, and the city basically comes right up to the sand. Oh, Okay. Like, there's massive hotels and stuff right up on the sand, and it's, like, right there. Ala Moana is just a little bit further down on another shore. Uh, And then if you look to the right a little bit while you're swimming, you can just see crazy, like, island mountains coming out of the water. And it's just super – you won't really be able to see anything quite like Hawaii unless you're on Hawaii. It's very odd. Now – let me ask you this. This when were you born? What year was that when you were born in Hawaii? I was born in 2000. 2000. Okay. Now, when did you move to the states? Or not the states. It's, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, when did I you move? Well, you know, it's just like I don't just, you know, it's funny. It's like I'm not, I don't associate that with, you know, I mean, it's It's just, it seems to me like it's an island, not to be, you know, forward. I'm not saying I'm right or wrong, but to me, it's like, it's like a whole different culture. So I associate it with something else. If it wasn't taken over by a country, then it would just be its own thing. And it's for sure. Yeah. It's so far out in the middle of the ocean. Like it's, it's kind of hard to fathom. Yeah. Like when you, when you look at other islands, like vacation spots, yeah, like, I think I believe the Bahamas is like pretty close to Florida. Mm-hmm. Like it's relatively close to the mainland. But when you're on the plane and they have like a little map showing you where you are, you are out in the middle of nowhere above the ocean for quite a while. And then you're just you're on a dot in the middle of the like it's crazy to me that the world has gotten so big and everyone knows so much about every place now that that is such a huge hotspot because right. you, it looks right. so minuscule and it looks so out of nowhere when you get there. It's very odd. So what did you come to the stage in 2000 or was it shortly after? I came, I'm hoping that's not really, really distracting. No, 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 way. you're fine. You're fine. It, it gives okay. a little atmosphere to the podcast to show people that you know, people are actually living in the outside world. 
Yeah. Not everybody is staying inside. So get out there, get some exercise. Just like those truck drivers. Not not you. Okay. (laughs) Anyway. Um, I believe. See, here's here's where I'm confused. Because it's either that. Because I was born in October of 2000. You were born in October? Yeah. What day? The 20th. Oh, okay. So you're only 10 days above me. Yeah. Or nine. Nine days. Something like that. That's crazy. Okay. There's and a lot of people, yeah, born in October that I know. That's why we get along. Something like that. <laughs> I'm kidding. Um, anyway. Um, it's either because um, I sort of, I'm the same age as the year for a few months, you know? What? From October on. Well, from October on, I'm the same. It's like 2020. In October, I'll be 20. Yes. So it's either that in 2004, I moved to Vermont and I was three or I was four years old. And it was either the late time in 04 or it was 05 that we moved. It was one of the two. So you were around three, four. I think I was four. Okay. Now we moved like during winter time, maybe or something. Okay. So let me ask you this. Is there a language that they speak down there besides English and, you know, partially Japanese? Uh, There's Hawaiian. There's Hawaiian. Okay. No, I didn't know that. Yeah. Now. So Hawaiian is hard. I imagine it is. It's only 13 letters, I believe. 13 letters. Okay. Yeah. Now. Is it like were you fluent with it when you were growing up, or did they teach you English when you started? Absolutely not. Okay. Yeah. So the thing about this is the thing is people. I'll say I was born in Hawaii, Mm -hmm. uh, but I'm not Hawaiian. And the reason I say that is because there's a lot of people who are born in Hawaii who are not from the native group of people there's a native group of people from who were born in hawaii natives from the island yeah that were not not white people they're just like i don't know if the 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 word indigenous is offensive at this point if it's offensive go listen to another podcast i don't care about your opinion i'm sorry whatever yes sorry the people that are from there are hawaiians yes and they speak hawaiian and they usually speak English too. I mean, I don't think there's anybody at this point who only speaks Hawaiian. Yeah. Um, they would really have to be like deep in the culture and not aware of what's yeah, going which on. Which there are those people. There are Hawaiian purists. Absolutely. Who, but they don't usually live out on Oahu. They well, live on other areas. Well, there's those- one island that is owned by, I believe, like one Hawaiian guy. Yeah. Well, those are like na- those are like Native Americans here that have not immersed themselves in the culture that is now. So that yeah. took their land, basically. Basically, basically. Yeah. Well, that's interesting. No, yeah. I I didn't know that. Well, that's something new that I didn't know. Welcome yeah. to the podcast. My, my yeah, my mom is not from there. She was born in Louisiana. Correct. Uh, and my dad. How's your mom, there? by the way? She, he, she, she's she's all right, you know. Okay. Yeah, mine's yeah. good, too, just in case you were wondering. Uh, well, I wasn't going to ask. But you, you can if you want to. I'm Go ahead. To Go ahead and ask. 
Well, I already know. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> That's how that works. Did your mother call? Uh, I'm sorry? <laughs> call what? Call you. Did she call? No, I'm just kidding. Not yet. All right. My we'll mother. My mother didn't call. Oh. She can't work a hairbrush. Why would she call? Are you calling after that? <laughs> Does she listen to these podcasts? No, she can't hear. She needs a hearing aid. What do you mean? A hearing aid? Hearing right. aid. Anyway, so you moved to the, to the States. You moved to... I'm not educated, England. ladies and gentlemen. England. You moved inland when you were four. Or three yeah, or four. Okay. Did you remember the culture and then take it with you when you came to the States or was it just a brand new thing for you and you just took it on when you got here? Do you remember anything like that? I remembered the food a little bit. Ah. Uh, yeah. So I remembered the food. Mm -hmm. I remembered some of the brothers and sisters that we knew there, but very vaguely. Sure. Um, and then what else? Not really a lot. I was pretty young. So a lot of my memories were made uh, later on when I was already here. I'm just curious because it's like, it's interesting. You know, I remember <sighs> the farthest I can probably go back is 97. It's probably 96, then? 97. I was three. Okay. And I'm on, I'm on Mount Snow. I'm on Mount Snow mm -hmm. or Okemo Mountain and I'm learning how to ski. Okay. And, you know, it's it's just interesting to see what kind, like, because there's so many different cultures, and the whole snowboarding, skiing culture was so foreign to me. But yet now, it's like, you know, fast forward 20 years later, and it's pretty much all I know. Yeah. It's, it's just so interesting to see how quickly you can adapt and how quickly you can uh teach somebody else maybe on what it is to be out there and doing things. And I had just wondered if you had taken anything, like if there was a message that you could relay to people when you left there and came to inland, is there anything that you can relate to people as far as what you learned? Oh boy. Um. <laughs> it's a big question. I apologize. No, it's okay. Um, I guess the only thing I would say about it is, well, first, my earliest memory is in Hawaii, and it's um, it's at a restaurant called Gina's Barbecue. Hey, uh, Gina's Barbecue is a Korean barbecue place, and I'm telling you right now, I I don't honestly know if there is a single place on earth I'd rather eat. Wow. Uh. Gina's Barbecue is a tiny little Korean barbecue place in basically a strip of tiny shops outside of the city in on Oahu. It's an amazing little place. And the earliest memory I have is my mom's holding me in front of the counter while we're placing our order in Gina's Barbecue. And the son of Gina, who was a real Korean lady who owned the business, the son came out and put a Gina's barbecue hat on my head. <laughs> and then he went back around the counter 
and I'm looking right now up on the metal shelving I have next to me at that hat. I still got that. You hat. still got it after all these years. Still have it. Wow. And I would recommend that if you have any memories like that, uh, this is not anything profound, but if you have any memories like that of places that you used to eat at or you were at before in another area, if you ever go visit, do yourself a favor and go back there because when we visited last year, yeah, we went back to Gina's and it was just as good as it was then. Wow. Uh, it was excellent and we had such a good time and such a trip going back to this place that we all knew and remembered. Oh, absolutely. Um, so yeah, I would recommend that. But as for any, what was it, advice you'd say or anything I learned? Well, it's just interesting to me because it's like I, I never grew up. I, I, I was born in Vermont, mm -hmm. but I was raised in New Hampshire. So it's interesting for me to kind of go back you know, I, I work there now. I work in Vermont. It's my second job. And it's kind of interesting to go back there and chit chat with people and, you know, see who they know and, and what they've been doing. And it's like, it's a trip for me because it's like, you know, it in recent years, I've had surgery in Vermont. Jesus, what, what, what do you got going on there? Are you going to get a truck stop going on? Are you getting uh, the product? What's happening? No. <laughs> It's interesting for me because it's like I see different people go in and out. You know, I've had surgeries there. My, you know, my practitioner was there. It's like everybody uh, who came from Vermont was there. So I, I spent a good amount of my time in Vermont rather than being in New Hampshire where I lived. And I was just trying to figure out the contrast of like, you know, how, how it was in Hawaii as opposed to now. I didn't know if you had any information. Um, I will say the one thing about it all is I don't really have, um, a great memory of it all mm -hmm. of when I was that young. Yeah. Um, hold on. I'm trying to set up some foam around me. So it's just no, 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 please here. take your time. Take your um, time. hopefully that's a little bit better. But By the way, ladies and gentlemen, while he's doing that, uh, go check out Abram Jones music, go check out. Uh, his Instagram, it's very interesting. Uh, <laughs> yeah. What is that page you got with Chloe? What's that thing called? Uh, the Way I Get Played. The Way I Get Played. It's fantastic. It comes out with albums that you either love or hate or it's medium. And you discover new music, as I have. Yeah. So it's basically like a little meme template where we, where we put a picture up of a guy and then a, an album that was requested to us or one that we listen to and we like. And then uh, we post that. And in between sometimes we, uh, or I have done them. I don't know if Chloe's done any, but uh, I put up little written reviews of different albums that I've listened to that I really like or in the future, probably we'll do some that I don't like, but that's one yes, of the sir. ones I wanted to sort of transition into doing with podcasting is sort of do like spoken reviews too. Right. Um, right. Anyway, as for your my question, question, yes, what I'll say is I don't have a lot of memories of Hawaii to really look back on and think about and compare them <coughs> to memories I have nowadays. You good over there? Yes, I'm good. Okay. Um, but what I will say about it is 
Uh, we moved from Hawaii into a house that was almost, well, it was. It was entirely populated by our relatives. So we moved from Hawaii into the three-story house that had my grandmother, uh, all three of my cousins, and their mother. So it was the four of us and then the five of them all living in one house together. Right. And uh, that's really like the few first solid memories I had was living with them at that house. Gotcha. And I don't know. I think I think because of that it was sort of easier for me to transition into being in a new place. Mm-hmm. And also the fact that I was so young that I really hadn't made anything too solid of a connection with anyone or anything really in Hawaii at that point. Right. Um, but I do think that it was very helpful to have family that I was relatively well acquainted with already uh, where I was living and my mom definitely made a point to try and have everybody get along when we were younger. So it was really a giant family. Um, and I would say that it it helped me at least there to be able to, like, because I didn't really know them super, super well when I was really young. Right. Uh, but... I would say that it did help me to some degree to be able uh, to just sort of live with other people, like right from the start. Right, I think that was pretty helpful. Now, when so, did when you when you went back for your visit, did memory yeah. start flooding in, or was it just uh, like I, I'm discovering a new place? What happened? Um, well, we had visited once in 2008. That was seven when we did that. Yeah. Um, and I was still, I didn't really remember a lot from when I lived there at that point, so. What is that noise? Yeah, there's a lot of noise going on in my house. Wow. A lot of construction. Construction? Yes, sir. What are you doing, a remodel? We're building a bigger and better me. Well, good luck with that. <laughs> <laughs> um, anyway. Uh, I would say that solid memories of Hawaii I made when I went back and visited. Um, So Now, your family's still there, right? uh, My grandmother is. Gotcha. Um, But that's pretty much, yeah, the only family, really. On my dad's side, anyway, that's really just the only family we have. Is she fluent in the language? No, she's Japanese. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah. So that was that's the other thing is what I was saying about like you can be born there and not be Hawaiian is because my dad was uh, half Japanese and half Irish. He's Irish. Partially, yeah. How do we not connect with this when I met him? You didn't know that? No, I didn't know that at all. Yeah, so I'm part Irish, part Japanese, part probably French, like French Bayou stuff from my father like i mean my mother if and, i knew that and, then he probably would have cared for me more yeah. 
Yeah, that's definitely. I'm just saying. He could have bonded on 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 being Irish. Oh, yeah. uh, next time I talk to him, I'll have to uh, bring it up. Yeah. No. <laughs> 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 no, we're not. Well, that's interesting to hear that because it's like I was just curious because I know that you, you know, you like Ross moved to this country, basically moved to this country. You know, I know Hawaii is a completely different uh, situation. You know, it's it is the most pretty much the most foreign place in the United States that you could get to. Right. And Ross moved to this country when he was about that age as well. He was around three or four, and he was from Costa Rica. Okay. And so, you know, he he basically had the same situation as you. And I, I just find it interesting because I didn't know if either one of you had picked up anything from or had remembered anything from when you came from where you were, you know, uh, I never really talked to him about this. I really want to get him on the podcast. I hope he does it one someday. Um, but no, it's just interesting for me to uh, to know because, uh, you know, I remember when I got to New Hampshire, it was a completely different uh, vibe from when I was in Vermont. Mm-hmm. You know, things just changed for me. I just wasn't. I was in a whole different vibe, and I knew the difference between, you know, the, the hospitals in Vermont as opposed to New Hampshire. I knew what yeah. they were. So, I was just curious if there was any, uh, you know, anything that you had remembered from when you came over as to opposed to when you were there. And and of course, these days. It's hard because, you know, you don't remember a lot of things. No, yeah, it's definitely true that, like, uh, I don't know, the older I got, the more, the more memories I was able to make. So a lot of stuff that I have in my early, earlier memories is from up here, which is kind of nice, I guess, because having fond memories of the place I'm in now sort of makes being here for this long a little bit easier to take. Right. I don't know. I feel personally that um, I sort of forgot to. I would say the most uh, the most sort of stuff I remember about Hawaii or from Hawaii is kind of just from my dad. Yeah. The cultural stuff mostly came from him, which I will say that even if you're not Hawaiian, uh, there's a a uh, different kind of person born in Hawaii. Hawaiian people are <laughs> they're very interesting people. Such as? Um, uh, the way that they speak is basically, I mean, if you go to different areas of the United States, like the mainland area, you're obviously going to run into people with different accents, but right. Uh, in Hawaii, it's it's officially its own language. Like Hawaiian pidgin is its own language now. Hawaiian pidgin. Mm-hmm. What does that mean? So, uh, you know how in I think in Jamaican or Jamaica it's called patois. Patois, okay. 
um, which is basically like it's English, but because of the way they have an accent and um, the way they speak to one another, it almost sort of becomes its own mixture of the two languages. Mm-hmm. And if you're not really like well acquainted with it, you're not going to pick up on it. Right. And so people in Hawaii speak Hawaiian pidgin. So they'll speak English, yeah. but uh, it's a very sort of casual, different way of speaking English. And it has a lot of Hawaiian inflection behind it. So if you speak English like somebody from the mainland states, you'll probably not pick up on some of what's being said. So for me, my dad would casually slip into pigeon all the time, you know? Really? And just sort of talk to us in pigeon. Yeah. And I mean, we'd pick up on it because just being raised around the way he spoke like that every once in a while, it was like, yeah, we pick up on it. But So what words or sentences did you know? Was it the same phrases all the time or did you? It's more sort of like you'll speak the same you'll speak English and you'll, if you, if you were to hear someone speak, like the, the thing I always turn people's attention to is uh, a Hawaiian comedian who is named uh, Rap Rapplinger. Okay. And Rap Rapplinger is a guy from Hawaii and he would do like Hawaiian based sort of comedy and he would do these sketches where uh, he'd play different characters. Like there was uh, one called Auntie Maria Lani's Cooking Show. Yeah. Uh, and Auntie Maria Lani's Cooking Show is just like a Hawaiian lady that would teach you how to cook something. And he would be there talking. And the joke basically was that as he was cooking this roast chicken, uh, this baked chicken, he would be pouring wine on the chicken to give it like a bit more flavor and juiciness. Uh-huh. And then he'd take sips of the wine and over the course of the video, he'd be getting more and more drunk. <laughs> and the more and more drunk he'd get, the deeper and deeper into Hawaiian pigeon he'd start speaking. Wow. So by the end of the video, anybody who was like not acquainted with pigeon would have no idea what he was saying. Facts. And there's another video called Chanting where he does like a a parody of a traditional Hawaiian chant, but he's speaking in pidgin. Huh. So he's speaking English, pidgin English. But if you, like, I've shown it to friends of mine, and they're like, yeah, I have no idea what he's saying. Right. And so it's just sort of like, it's basically like saying the same words as someone else, but coming at it from a different way. Like Which is interesting just, because, like, I, you know, I grew up with guys that have, live in Florida who mm-hmm. are close friends of mine that understand Spanish, but they can't speak it. Yeah. Like they understand it, but they can't comprehend the, the language themselves. So yeah. it's interesting that you say that. Yeah. Like if I was to be there and, and, and sort of be around everybody for a while, I would probably be able to slip back into it like quite a bit more than I can right now. Right. Uh, but yeah, me trying to do pigeon right now is like, it's not a good, not a good version. <laughs> no. 
that's interesting to see how the brain works. Like, yeah. where, where it actually can pick up where it left off. When I was there visiting, it definitely was. Because we were out actually talking uh, in service to people with in Hawaiian Pigeon. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. the Hawaiian brothers and sisters would... I mean, there's a Hawaiian language group there now. So, they would try and preach in Hawaiian. But most times, people in that area... Uh, some of them might speak Hawaiian, but a lot of people don't really speak Hawaiian, but they do speak pidgin. But that's just the way they talk. So when you ask somebody from Hawaii, like, hey, you talk pidgin? They go, no. <laughs> but when you start talking to them in pidgin, it's like that's just how they speak. So they don't think they speak something different. They, you know, we talk English here, right. but it's it's pidgin. Yeah. I mean, like, it's so funny. Like, when I go down to Florida, I'm speaking Spanish, you know, yeah. but it's like... When I get with my Italian friends, I get in the Italian range. You know, I, I know a little bit, so it's, it's not like I'm on a verse. So, you know, but, but at the same time, it's like they're so used to speaking English here. It's it's like, why why are you speaking Italian? Why are you speaking Spanish? Yeah. <laughs> they're just like, don't try. I was like, oh, okay. My bad. My bad. Yeah. Because I, I go into it like, hey, come on, say bye. Say bye, say bye, Benny, Benny, And they're like, uh, Sam, what are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> okay, my bad. Sorry. <laughs> go yeah. back to English. I think it's just the culture. It's like they're so used to being in the English culture that they they want to speak English. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I remember I, sure, yeah. I heard a story about like a famous comedian once. He, uh, he told everybody that. You know, this was back in the probably 60s, 70s, that when he was younger, when he went home, he could speak Spanish all he want, but out in the real world, he had to speak English. So I think it's just the comfortability of what people are ready for, what they're not ready for, you know, you just have to, you have to be accountable for what they want, in essence. Yeah. I bet, too, probably in the 70s and 60s, that if you spoke Spanish in America, it was like... Yeah, you were slapped. Yeah. Kicked off the bus. Yeah. So, to switch gears. Okay. What's going on with you musically right now, my friend? That's what I want to talk about. Okay. Um, hmm. So, I think the next thing that I would like to do is... Just to try and get into uh, an area where I can play with other people on different instruments. Yes. I've sort of been writing different lyrics and things like that about really whatever has been coming into my head and just sort of writing about it. But I I haven't tried to put it into... Uh, song yet mostly just because it's just me currently where I am and uh, well that's not entirely true the the other part of this I will say is there's different areas of music that I'd sort of like to explore I want to try and do something relatively straightforward with you know a, a drummer and a bassist and try and put something together with those instruments right 
but uh, a friend of mine who lives here is pretty adept with the piano um, and pretty good with the drums too. Yeah. And um, so we have tried once together to try and work on stuff and uh, we didn't get super far, but when we started working together with me, um, sort of coming up with ideas lyrically and him on the piano, we started actually getting some ideas. And then from there on, he would be sending me recordings of his um, piano melodies that he came up with, and they were fantastic. Like, right. they're excellent. Right. Um, and so I'm thinking that I would kind of like to try and do something with him with a lot more piano-based music, um, even if it's just sort of me writing lyrics and him playing piano and doing just those two things together with maybe a little bit of guitar acoustically involved or going so far as to really try and record something with you know, piano and drums and bass and, and, and other things as well. But the, the, for me, it just sort of feels like right now, given all of the extra stuff going on. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that like, uh, I don't know. I want to keep writing, but there's other things that are sort of taking my interest right now. A lot of design stuff more. Right. Like I want to, here, here's actually something I would ask of you. Yes, sir. Um, I wanted to get your opinions on this because. Please. Given the current situation. Yes. The most enjoyment I'm having out of music usually is when I'm able to play it for somebody. Like when I have the song and I know it and I can just play it live for them. So Okay. Playing live has always sort of been the most enjoyable part of it to me. Mm -hmm. And Which I I'm very happy about that. that. I'm very happy that you have made that statement. Yeah. No, I love doing it. It's great. Okay. Um, and if I could keep doing it right now, I would. I would. You know, if I could put a concert together and say, hey, here's the date, and I knew people were going to come, even during all of this, I would be doing it already. As but, would we all. Yeah, so given given the pandemic that's going on, and just the... Yeah, I mean, mostly the pandemic, but... <laughs> <laughs> uh, what I'm trying to... <clears throat> what I'm trying to work on right now is try and transition what I'm doing musically into partially being a job. And I know we've talked about this in the past. Of course. But I would really like to try and make physical copies of music and make merchandise for stuff that I'm doing as well. But right. uh, it, it takes money to make it, and I don't know how much of an interest there would be in doing it. So I'm curious if you thought about those things beforehand or if you would just like, you know what, merch is something that comes along with the band and obviously 
not everybody's going to want it, but we should just make it anyway. So did you like, did you think actively about what you wanted to do? Now, are you speaking as me as a band or as me by myself? I'm curious. Oh, I guess as a band. As a band. Did we think about it? Yeah. Did you guys sort of sit down and go, okay, is it a good idea to try and spend money on this sort of thing and weigh your options? Or were you like, that's just, it's, you know, it was basically a given for you all that it was like, you know, it has to come at some point. So we should make it. I mean, it was, uh, we as a whole decided, uh, that it was probably very important I mean, especially around, I mean, we haven't made merch in quite some time just because of the sole fact that, you know, we, we had merch that we hadn't sold. So we wanted to kind of move it. Um, the last merch that we made was for the fall festival back in, (sighs) this had to be four years ago, four or five years ago. Um, which I think I know those shirts too. I think you do. Um, which you know, at that time they were perfect, and I, I'm even still selling them separately today. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it's important to do that. I think it's important to make merch for the right event, like especially if you know if Hoodstock ever comes back, you know, which I'm solely hoping it does. That is something that I would make merch for. Now, if it was just for a regular show, out of the ordinary, probably not. But, you know, you, you never know. And But that's the thing. is like when you're a solo artist, you don't need to ask those sort of questions. You sort of need to make it up for yourself. Me, I need to ask the guys and see what they think. And, uh, you know, most of the time, merch is a good idea. Especially when, you know, you're trying to make money for the album or you're trying to make money to fund the new shows or fund the new tour or whatever it may be. It's always a good idea. And people are excited to see the new idea that you come up with. Mm-hmm. So either way, and, and you personally, I think that you should definitely come out with March. Especially since you look at the projects that you've come out with. This is not the first time that you have put something on iTunes or Spotify or Google Play or whatever it may be. It's like this mm-hmm. this this is you know, if you have a new project in line, this is crunch time for you. Okay. As far as I'm concerned. You know, you you deserve to have people wearing your stuff. You know, sponsoring your brand, I would 100%. May, you know, I I would never have a problem with that. I think that's a a smart idea. Okay. Well, I'll definitely think about it. I think the design of all of of that is sort of trying to grow out, like, where it is. What were you thinking? What did you have in mind for a design? Um... I had designs in mind in the past for other things that I've made. I was thinking about doing something at one point for the album that I came out with more recently. Yeah. Um, uh, And then 
I had sort of decided that if it was going to be for anything that I had already released, it would probably be for Ruby. Oh, okay. Um, but then I sort of thought it might be sort of weird to try and release things that was for stuff that I had already released in the past. Um, and then maybe try and try and release it in in conjunction with something in right. the future. But yeah, it's hard to make that choice. Point, yeah. Yeah. But, but. Now, if you ever were to come out with another project, what would it be about? Oh boy. Uh, do you want to know this information? Yes, that's why I asked. Okay. Uh, I have been. You don't have to reveal the entire thing, but like I have no a topic. No, okay. You know. Um, I have been um, consistently making music about myself pretty much the entire time. Correct. <laughs> um, and. I don't know about anybody else. I would imagine that for some people, uh, they feel the way I do. But I'm getting kind of sick of talking about myself all the time. Okay. Uh, and it's mostly just because I think in the past, it was helpful for me to tell people how I felt and for them to hear it. But at this point, I think I'm pretty confident in my ability to reach out to people if I'm not feeling well and tell them like, Hey, I'm not doing great. Could we talk or something like that? You know? Right. And sort of the reliance I had on making music to tell people in sort of this roundabout way, how I felt is not something that I feel quite so strongly about anymore. And oh, okay. I have always wanted to try and write stories. So for people who haven't listened to it, I would pe I would encourage people to go listen to the newest song I put out, which is um, "Long Distance Track Star Runner," uh, and that song is a self-contained story that I just wrote in sort of a musical form, um, and I I personally think it's the best thing I've ever written. Hmm. So that direction of writing songs about just stories that I come up with in my head is something I'm really, really excited about and interested in. Right. And if enough time passes uh, where I'm not really able to go out and record uh, like full band material, um, I'm probably going to be releasing a full set of songs about stories and currently, the project name for it is just called uh, Girls. Hmm. Excellent. So that's what I've got going on currently. And if I was going to release merch and that was to come out, it would most likely be with that. Sweet. Yeah. Good. Hey, well, <clears throat> you know, as I said, it would be... It's it's in your best interest, especially you know with it. If 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 anyone has a new project coming out, having the opportunity to make merch that will promote the project that's that's a smart move. Obviously, a smart move. And you're talented, so you. Well, that's always debatable. Yeah, well, depends on who you ask. If you ask me, it doesn't matter. 
It doesn't matter if I'm talented. Well. <laughs> um, no, that's that's fantastic. I'm so glad that you have another project coming out. I wasn't aware. Amazing. Yeah, we'll see how it goes. I don't know quite what it's. I mean, it always ends up being something different. From now, what will I it will it be an EP or are you thinking a full length album? Um, I'm thinking. I want. I don't. I don't know how many stories I can get out of myself currently, but if the way things are going right now continues, I want to probably have nine or ten. That's digestible. Nine yeah, or ten songs really is long. digestible. Yeah, it won't be super long like the last one, bloated to the gills and full of trash. No, stop it! Don't say that. Go on. <laughs> no. Anyone who hasn't listened to the new Ruby EP, go out, check it out. It's fantastic, and uh, you'll enjoy it, as far as I'm concerned. Possibly. Um, but, you know, it's, it's like I've always said. It's never an issue to go out and try to make something of basically who you are as a person. You know, I never thought that I would come out with an EP by myself. And that's why, that's why I did it. It was like, you know, you know, Abram was a huge influence on me as far as that whole area is concerned. It's like, I never would have done it if I hadn't been inspired by what he's done by himself. So if anyone has a project or, you know, uh, you know, something that they're working on, Definitely at least try it out just to see where you can go with it. Just try. It's like, what do you have to lose? You know, no, I would say, yeah, 100% in terms of anything, not just music. If you have an idea that you want to try, you should at least start it. I mean, yeah. there's nothing, absolutely nothing that's going to come negatively from starting something that you want to try doing. For sure. Like, there's no downside to it. I mean, that's why I want to try and finally do podcasting is because there's no downside to me in nobody listening to it. It's just, you know, I'm already expecting that whatever I release is just going to be me and a couple other people who care about it. So and if it gets bigger than that, then, yeah. So great. what, if you did this podcast, what would be the name of your podcast? So the idea that I've had so far is... And this is kind of, I don't know, it's kind of definitely centered around an idea that's in my own head. But right. whenever, if people don't know, when I'm at home, uh, many, many times, my friends will know this too, that I will tell them I'm not available to do something right now because uh, I'm doing dishes. And I'm always in the kitchen washing dishes because we don't have a dishwasher. I'm just hand washing all this stuff. Yep. Uh, and I've been known to take quite a long time because it's possible I procrastinate. Mm -hmm. And I also really like to take my time and make sure everything's clean. But it's mostly those two things. Mm -hmm. And this seems sort of off topic. But the reason I'm saying it is because every single time, essentially, I'm pretty much every single time that I'm washing dishes, I'm listening to some album or something for music. All right. Um. And if it's good, then I inevitably will end up 
talking to myself quietly like I'm talking to someone else about the album. And I've always done this dumb thing in my head where it's like someone asks me, like, so what do you like about this? And then I start ranting about all the different things that I like with each song. So the idea I had for a name when I first got this idea was to call it Doing the Dishes and basically just, like, washing all this stuff and talking to everybody about, like, what the idea was. Because every single time I'm washing dishes or doing the dishes, I'm sitting there thinking about music and wanting to talk about it. So that right. was the first idea. You're right. But I don't know where it would go from there. I might still call it that, but if, if not, then I don't really have a name to fall back on. Yeah. You'll figure it out. You will. You always do. Yeah, probably. Hmm. I can just call it Why You Are Laughing. Why You Are Laughing? And just take away from your audience. Listen, anything to help my podcast, that's what you should do. Anything to help it? Yeah. I feel like it would be negative press for me to go, hey, welcome to the Why You Are Laughing podcast. Yeah, but and make all, something that's way worse than your podcast. All publicity is good publicity, my friend. I'm just letting you know. That's a scary precedent. Sorry? <laughs> that's dangerous. Anything's dangerous if you make it dangerous. Well... <laughs> I don't know if I can disagree with flat logic. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you're welcome there. Anyway, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for tuning in once again. This has been a Why Are You Laughing podcast. Thank you to my guest, Abram Jones, for once again coming in the clutch and saving me for the two-episode-a-week criteria. Obviously, it's time to get this thing cranking again, and Abram has done the job. So we want to thank him. And Sorry about uh, all the construction in the background, everybody. Also, check out his music, as I've said, Abram Jones Music. And stay tuned for his new record, Washing Dishes and uh, Being a Savage, obviously. Okay. Yeah, of course. <laughs> all right, everybody. Take care. We're gone.